Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, motivational speaker, and best of all, dad. Uh, today we are chatting with a high school teacher, and the topic we're talking about here is getting your game on in high school. And I'm so excited to welcome Valerie Summerlot to episode 131. Valerie, could you give a brief introduction to yourself? Uh, yes, my name is Valerie Summerlot. Uh, I teach high school photography and AP art in Mooresville, Indiana. Um, this is my 11th year teaching. Um, I teach art, love art, love kids, and excited to continue down this path of educating tomorrow's future. So uh, yes, that's me in a nutshell. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining Well Played today. And everyone that's listening, as always, this episode will be pushed out on all sorts of platforms, but one of which, if you want to sort of post a comment or anything or follow up, check out the my YouTube channel where this will be episode 131 and you can post a comment or uh, do whatever you'd like, I guess. So, all right, Valerie, getting right into it. Uh, I guess let's let's hear about like how did you get even the idea like what what got your gears turning on adding gamification into high school art? Um, a couple of years ago, I had gone to a conference um, in our county and kind of got re-inspired uh, as a teacher and kind of went into this ed technology thing and utilizing. Um, Technology in the classroom, we're one-to-one, -one, but also I teach in a, in a computer lab. Um, so after that conference, I actually heard about Hive Summit um, and decided yeah. to go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, listen to that and I was hearing gamification, gamification. Like, hmm, this is an interesting concept. How can I use it in my room? Because I always have kids. Technology either comes really easy to the kids or Photoshop comes easy to the kids or it takes a long time. And it's always like this happy medium of walking the line of how do I keep everybody engaged and them not getting bored with the content. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to try this and do little things here and there. Um, and so I picked up a little bit, you know, we started doing little competitions and little different things where we were voting on our photography homeworks to get them engaged with taking better pictures while the, for their homework so we could have better pictures for our projects and that sort of thing. Um, that's kind of where it kind of started, just doing little bits here and there. Nice. And when you when you started doing that, did you? Uh, I, I guess like, what was the response from the students? What 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 did it? What was it like? Yeah, um, they were a little like, oh, we're voting for each other's homework. That's that's kind of cool. That's different. We don't we don't vote. That doesn't happen in other classes. And I. Um, use Pear Deck and slides. So, you know, I just shared it with them. Um, they voted. We still do it every Monday. Um, and then I, I put it on social media. So I was really big in, and I still am, into student voice and the, these amazing things that the kids do inside the walls of our classroom, and nobody gets to see it. So um, we would vote, and they were really excited about it. And they'd be, and it really got like really good discussions about artwork because they were having to look for specific things based on our theme. Um, more kids were participating in doing the homework and taking better pictures and not just selfies. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> and it, the quality went up and the discussions went up and the engagement went up and 
it's been um, a lot of fun. So they get points if they win um, with their class. And then we put all the different classes together and then we vote for two overall winners and uh, they get more points that way. And we do like quizzes and Kahoot to help like generate discussions and that sort of thing. And that's kind of where I started was just doing quizzes and Kahoot with the voting. And it mm-hmm. seems kind of simple, but that's where it went. And then at the end of each quarter, the kids that got the most points, they got a surprise or I went and got like little candies. And okay, I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we just kind of started that way last year. And then this year we've done a little bit more with incorporating teams and that sort of thing. Um, they can, I have like a little sheet where they can redeem points now for certain things like choosing the playlist for the day or choosing their own seat for the day and that sort of thing. If that answers your question. Yeah, that totally answers my question. My sort of like a follow-up I have sort of is what, where did you get like some of your starting ideas, like, you know, to structure the game the way you were doing these little mini, these little mini choices they had, like. What inspired you to do those? Um, I had uh, a teacher at school um, had was really into Pear Deck and using Pear Deck. And nice. I was like, wow, this is this is magical. You can see, get instant feedback. And uh, one of those things like art, you get professional development, but you're like, how am I going to use this? There, this is a great tool. How can I use it the way they're telling me to use it? You know, like introducing content, you know, a little bit of assessments, but I want to use this in a different way and I want to collect votes and I want it to be collaborative. So Google obviously is amazing for collaboration. So I just had to share a slide and and, and Pear Deck did it. And then I'm like, okay, if I'm going to ask them to vote on these, there has to be some way, there has to be a reason for it. What are they going to get out of it? Or they're not going to take it seriously. So that's why I was like, okay, this might be a way to introduce gamification. We'll just vote. They'll get some points. Those points add up to something. I have no idea what it's going to add up to at the end of the quarter, but I'm going to tell them that it's going to add up to something. And hopefully that's enough for them to want to buy in a little bit more. And it did. I mean, it took a little bit like, oh, this, this lady's a little crazy, but they already know that. So we just try different things and that's kind of where we got started. All right, so when your kids have, like, got this, they're getting these points, you've gotten them excited about that, and you didn't even know where the points were going, they didn't even know where the points were going, uh, what was the vibe like in a high school class once once this was sort of flowing? Was What was their feel? Um, the vibe was really cool. Like, uh, this lady's doing something strange, but we appreciate her trying something different that we haven't done before. Um, and, you know, and, and during the Kahoot and the quizzes, it, it's normal, like, uh, they would get excited and be like, oh, who's going to win this week or the homework, who's going to win this week? Oh, so-and-so always has really good photography. What can I do to, you know, make mine better so I can get points and that sort of thing. Um, it, it was, it was different and, um, but it wasn't like super life-changing where we dove straight in or anything like that, but it definitely generated conversation and some discussions more so around art and that sort of thing. And I appreciated that. Um, and I slowly introduced like extra, you call them side quests 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't really call them side quests. I wanted them to be something photography related. And I, I still haven't come up with that idea. Um, but I have different things where they can get extra gaming points. That's what I call it. It's not extra credit, but it's extra gaming points. And they can do um, like extra Photoshop tutorials to learn more about Photoshop, or they can learn about different um, photographers throughout history. And, um, you know, they do a blog post. We have blogs going on as our digital portfolio in our classroom. And I give them points that way for different tasks around the classroom to kind of help like teamwork makes the dream work. And they just post about it. They turn it in on our LMS and I, I give them some points. And um, it's been really cool. I'll, I'll post it on a Google spreadsheet what the points are. And they get on there and be like, oh, so-and-so, you have enough points to redeem for a snack or you have enough points to play the do the playlist today. And it's been fun. It's just something lighthearted that, gets them a little bit more engaged in the classroom and anything to get them engaged and be focused in what's going on in the classroom and not necessarily on their cell phones, I think is a teacher win. I agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly. So with that said, um, with that story, what I really liked was hearing sort of the kids sort of excitement and enthusiasm. You said you haven't quite come up with a name for your, sort of side quests and i would think with like the art sort of theme like would it make sense to call them like you know an installation right like you oh okay that's not a bad idea i kind of like that so okay i just like think playing with the theme so you're an art class and you don't have like a gamified like overarching theme so the theme itself is the class right pairing them to that is probably the best I kind of like that idea. That's a way to go, and it brings in more vocabulary, which my administrators like. So anything to make them happy and get the vocabulary up and, and do that sort of, that's a good idea. I could almost, that's that's playing. This year we, we started teams, and they got to make their teams. Um, and that was a lot of fun. They have to name their teams after something based off or inspired by the history of art we do a whole history of art group project this year and um that was fun to see what stuck and what they named their team after that too and what do you what do you call their teams uh they got to pick them up i have something i've i have teams called the green screen like for green screen backgrounds to no no i mean like what do you call them like what do you refer to them as teams teams (laughs) teams <laughs> that's not that's awesome uh so yeah these are little moments like my advice i'd give you and anyone else out there these are little moments where you can can continue to connect to your theme so i don't okay. know like if like if you called them like studios you know like get in your studio oh. or something like that right like these little okay these little hints that bring that theme to life like we're in our studios we're, we can do these extra installations for extra points or whatever i um, like that okay Thank you for this conversation this morning. <laughs> no problem. I'm still so, continuing to learn. No, it's all right. But like, it's just these little pieces sometimes that help tie these these things together and make it feel like a more holistic experience where they, they really, they feel truly a part of this this team and it's their studio and they name their studio and they're excited to be part of that studio, get that studio to be like thriving in the art world. Okay. I like that a lot. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, if you, like, I don't know where your game's going from this point. 
Um, but like you said, you're just getting started here. And I, one, I don't want you to feel like overwhelmed at all. Like what you've done and what you are doing is great. Thank um, you. Things that you could do, like maybe next steps you could do is maybe come up with one more currency. So currency is anything that they sort of acquire, right? So in my game, mm -hmm. there's experience points. And yes. then in your game, it sounds like they're spending some of their points to to sort of purchase these power-ups or these, these things. Uh, what you might want to do is then like maybe switch whatever whatever you're calling your points now. Maybe that is just straight cash, right? That they could like buy things. Right. With. And then maybe these points, these other points, you, these new points that you could have could be like fame points, right? And you're like, your studio is growing in like fame and we're trying to like acquire the most fame as an artist, right? In the art world. Okay. But now that there's two different sort of point systems that people can kind of pay attention to and get excited about. Um, this will also free you up to do a lot more game choices as your game may or may not grow in the future. By having these two currencies, you could... Uh, well, now you have like a money currency, an actual currency. That right. They then they could buy all sorts of things from, uh, like you said, things in the classroom, like where they sit or playing music, these kind of things. But you could also have things that affect the other currency, right? So now maybe I don't care about playing music. I just really want to win the game. I like this is exciting to me. I'm digging it. So maybe... Maybe they spend some cash to buy more fame or maybe they buy an item or a power up that says like, you know, your installations are worth more or, or, or you as the teacher want them to do different installations, things that like, ah, like I really wish they did more tutorials. That's what I really need. I need more tutorials. So right. then all of a sudden you could give an item in the shop that's like, if you buy this, your art installations that are tutorials are like worth so much more right you know okay and so you're like leading them in that path but they feel like they've selected that path they feel like well i'm getting this item because look at this combo if i do that and then make some tutorials which i like to do it's worth extra fame and extra cash okay i like that idea i kind of did that with uh your the hive summit this year you talked about the easter egg hunt yeah. Um, thing. So I, in Google Slides, came up with a whole bunch of different themes of pictures they could take, and I made little QR codes and put them around the entire building. And if they did that challenge of taking 20 pictures showing, you know, wetness, like with drops of water after a rain or something like that, um, then I gave them extra gaming points. And the the first person in each group that did it to kind of light the fire got like. BOGO, you get the same, the certain amount of points plus half of more. So then it incentivized people to get kind of light the fire a little bit more. And that was fun. It's like, who's going to be the first one to get it done? Who's going to do this? Where did you find yours? And that sort of thing. So I like that idea of those extras. And then if I did it as a team, adding the fame part, I like this. Okay. Or a studio. Sorry. That's, I like that. No, that's all right. That's I think those were nice little additions that won't be too hard for you to sort of manage, but will give your game, and this is the suggestion I have for kind of everyone listening, 
it gives your game a huge like high ceiling in terms of like what you could design with those right because now you with freeing the the fame points or the game points from the spendable points that gives you a lot of options that gives your whole shop a whole another idea yeah and then going with that theme of just photography at themselves and the art world and in and of itself you could offer some installations some challenges that are for mixed media, right? Like, so I'm sure as an art teacher, you would love to see them do their photography, maybe blend it with something else they've learned. You could work with yes. another art teacher, you know, try to do that. Um, and then the other thing I would say you could do is in the shop, if you will, some of the items they could get, you could make them realistic items to your world to like right like so maybe the i like when whatever the power up is right so like doing those tutorials like i said if, if you buy the item that gives you more fame points for doing tutorials or more cash for doing tutorials what would that actually be like in a design studio well maybe that means like the latest mac pro so maybe the item they buy is like a mac pro for their team and like okay. it's not really a mac pro but right like that's the theme of the item that like right. by having that like super sweet, you know, Mac Pro with all the bells and whistles is what allows you to earn more cash or more fame points for the tutorials you do. So just remembering okay. to like connect to certain things or they would have <clears throat> a super sweet DSLR would be an item they could get, which will make their pictures that much better or an ND filter to like get better for their black and white photos these are just like the names of items but it right. helps it helps get them into that theme it helps them maybe even know what an nd filter does right right or like these other things that's a great idea i'm i'm loving this thank you <laughs> no problem it is fun to design i love doing it i love helping people out so uh it's fun having people on here so with the with, with it being high school, so one of the things I often get as a middle school teacher when I go present, and I have right. helped I have helped people from kindergarten through college gamify their course, but I always love hearing it from, from the sources themselves. Uh, people say to me, you know, you're a middle school teacher. Of course the kids like, like this game, like this world, like that's fine. But like it would never work. And then fill in the blank. It'll never work with a second grader. It'll never work with, you know, a high school student. Um, in your sort of testimony, I mean, do you feel like these this game structure, this game setup fits? Does it work? Yeah, I think, you know, every teacher has their own personality and what works in your classroom is not going to work in my classroom, but you kind of have to build the culture uh, of what you want your classroom to be. So if you're, if you're willing to do something and you baby step it in there and it's all in how you frame it a lot of times, like, yeah, we're going to do this gamification and you guys are supposed to like it and you know, that the kids aren't going to buy into that. But if you're passionate about it and you're excited about it and you're like, you know, I'm learning along with you. This is something new to me. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And the kids then kind of feel like, oh, we're kind of doing this together. We're working through this together. And, and that's what worked for me. And, and that's not going to work for everybody. But I know that sense of vulnerability of saying, I don't know everything, but I think this could be a lot of fun for us. 
let's go down this path. Um, and, and if the teachers are passionate about wanting to apply this, you just got to pick pieces along the way that could fit for you and um, make it work for what you do in your classroom, because it, it's not Gerber style peaches and cream. It's not going to one size fits all. You just have to, you know, do what works best for you. And I think sometimes as educators, we, we forget, like, not everyone's classroom is the same. And sometimes, you know, what Mr. Smith down the hallway does in his room is not going to be what I can do in my room, but he could still do gamification in his own way and I can do it in my own way. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as the kids are excited and engaged and in their learning content and becoming better humans. And that's all we want in the end. So true. Would you, would you say like, well, I guess my, my next question is where is, your game going from here like you talked about where you started where maybe what are you doing now from where you started where, where do you want to take it uh we we just finished our um unit with the history of photography where we kind of introduced the teams they were placed in teams we've been doing a lot of like our homework practices in teams leading up to it so i'm still doing everything i did last year um so this year i'm, I'm hoping to build more on those teams now called studios um, after this conversation and uh, incorporating that more and just picking up little pieces here and there and trying a little bit to where I don't get overwhelmed and I can still do it well, um, but still keep them involved. And I think that, you know, a lot of times we always hear as educators, you can teach the kids, but if they don't understand it when they teach each other, um, sometimes it clicks more. So my goal is to hopefully through this studio thing or teams thing when we're working we're building relationships so they can have more discussions within their groups and they can become better photographers or they can ask they can learn how to self-advocate and ask more from their peers and not just me alleviating my time a little bit in the classroom to kind of be able to help more people but also to hear it from each other and I think that that builds that camaraderie um, it helps build relationships and hopefully in the end it builds those memories that they'll they'll think back and be like, remember when we did this and this and this? Because in the end, they'll remember memories and experiences more so than which bubble they they filled in on a test. And I just want to give them a really good experience in the classroom and learn how to make the world a little bit more beautiful with photography. Um, so I'm hoping with teams or studios that happens a little bit more. That is awesome. We are already at reflection time, so okay. here we are, and the quote I have for today, I love this one, this is by Nolan Bushnell, and the quote goes as such, games foster the mindset that allows creativity to grow. I like that. How does that hit you? Um... A lot of people say I'm not creative or I can't do that. And, and, you know, when you have experiences like games or you're doing different things, you're exposed to more. I think when you're exposed to more and you see how other people use ideas, you can really foster creativity and allow that to grow. But you have to be willing to experience those things to allow that to grow. That makes sense. Totally. So for me, I would, I just love this quote, games foster the mindset that allows creativity to grow. Games are usually like a puzzle, like trying to figure out the most optimal thing to do is like interesting and like 
a lot of times some of my favorite board games or card games is when you when you have that moment where you kind of almost figure it out a new like a new path and it works out and it's like whoa i didn't even think you could like do that or like i didn't see how that was possible um so it's almost like games create a box for us to think outside of and i think that sure. it that's uh that's pretty fun and that's pretty exciting and it is where creativity grows you know like you you've created this fake box to exist in and then it's like how can we test that box how can we push outside that box uh High schoolers like to push the box too. They they do. So do middle schoolers. <laughs> so, uh, Valerie, thank you so much for being on Well Played today. Uh, thank very, you. Very, very excited to have you on. Everyone else, thank you so much for listening to Well Played, and I hope you guys have a great week and enjoy and play on. <laughs>